Vomiting Rainbows, episode 36. On this one, we talk about uh, why not to buy pot from your friend who's acting weird, um, how to get uh, out of prison, and why not to order pizza when you get out of prison. That's right. Uh, and then we also talk about why R. Kelly is probably the best boyfriend out there. This is Vomiting Rainbows, episode number 36. It's a darker news podcast. It's also... The first podcast where I've had dueling hosts. Mm-hmm. A menage a trois. A menage a trois. So recently, Joe, who is now joining us on the podcast, uh, took over for Mike when he was uh, busy and preoccupied. An honored fill-in. <laughs> Big shoes. The premise of the podcast is a, it's a dark news podcast where I tell my buddies Joe and Mike uh, three dark stories, uh, which they know nothing about, and they get to chew them up, digest them, and spit them back out. So, um, have you guys ever heard of Bucks County or know what's going on in Bucks County? Isn't that Dylan's dad's restaurant in yeah, uh, Buc- Peninsula? Yeah, it's Bucks. And, oh. uh, uh, no, this is not Bucks, but uh, Dylan is on the menu, and so is Rowan. Oh, interesting. Which is pretty entertaining. Um, so, there are these two cousins that lived in, uh, grew up on a 90-acre farm in uh, Salisbury Township in Pennsylvania. Like right outside of Philadelphia, this one guy called Cosmo Donardo, and his other cousin Sean Kratz. His parents are in the concrete and uh, manufacturing business, so they make all the supplies. And his mom has a trucking company to ship back and forth to building yards and things of that nature. Uh, he decided to go a little bit different direction. Uh, he decided to become a small-time thief and. Uh, pot seller, nice. That's that, that's uh, that's 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 honorable. I mean, you know, come on, man. I mean, it's a, it's a good thing. Yeah, um, I mean, he's breaking uh, he's breaking ground in Pennsylvania. I mean, in another like what fifty years, it'll be legal there for recreation. Cutting edge industry in yeah, fifty what, years in Pennsylvania is, isn't pretty much construction notoriously linked to the mob. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Which I would like say drugs. That. You know, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Depends I mean, how much you believe the Sopranos. Exactly. Well, I get everything off of HBO. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, these two um, entrepreneurs went a little awry. Um, they have a good good friend who they grew up with, um, Patrick. Uh, Patrick came to buy $800, $8,000 worth of pot from uh, DiNardo. Uh, when he arrived, he only had $800. Mm, um, that zero, dude. That, that yeah, makes a big that, difference. Yeah, the well, Math isn't always the top priority. Huh? Not the top priority. Uh, he could have been stoned. Who knows? But... Um, so he decided to um, tell him that he had a shotgun that he could sell him for eight hundred bucks because he also. Dealt- wait, wait, wait. So the guy comes to buy weed. He's like, he's like, oh, I need eight thousand dollars of weed. And the guy's like, no problem, dude. He shows up. He's like, here, man. And the guy's like, dude, this is this is only eight hundred bucks. I can't I a, sell you the weed, but I got a shotgun. This, yeah, this, is a, this is a perfect example of this new store you were talking about where you can go in and buy a weed, a shotgun, and, and some alcohol. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We just, we just finished another podcast called Bites, Bars, and Bands. Uh, like and, cross-pollination. Yeah. yeah. Where can you listen to that? We're, we're going all across the map. But, yeah, so um, yeah. So anyway, he decided that he was going to ask him if he wanted to buy this gun because he was extremely pissed off that he didn't have the money for the weed. Um, so he got him out to the, to the 90 acre property, mm. um, and which time he showed him the gun and then shot him with it. Of course. He did. Um, then he, he got a backhoe cause construction just happened to have one on the property 
dug a 12-foot hole and threw him in it. Doug, what part of this is less depressing than the other stories? Oh, it gets better, though. Okay, well, great. Th- this is my thing is, is to me, I mean, 90 acres, that's a lot of space, all right? Right. You shoot a dude... You bury him. People come looking for him. I mean, just bury his car too, and be like, "Yeah, man, he left." There you go. Yeah, yeah. He came here. He bought some weed, and then and left. then you have a backhoe. I mean, burying the car is out of the way if you're doing the Sopranos like shovel thing. But with a backhoe, yeah. you could bury his house if you wanted yeah. to. Yeah, I mean, he went down twelve feet. That's a it, lot. Yeah, that's it's crazy. Like they they brought anyway. So how did this we'll guy talk, get caught? We'll talk about that. So uh, then we talked. Then next his. He in, uh, he enlisted his buddy Sean, uh, uh, which is also his cousin, um, and he decided that uh, they had two other friends, Rob uh, Sturgis, and they somehow this other guy came along with them too, um, and so three guys came to the property and they decided they were going to get the money that they were owed because it was a buddy of theirs. So they were going to get the rest of that drug money that they were owed. Mm-hmm. Um, that guy, they all came out. And, of course, they had none of the money. So he just, sh- just decided to shoot them all. So, so this, he- guy's, this guy kills four people. He, this, see, this is, I, under, I, like his, I like his, like, hard-handed game. Like, he's like, right. dude, you don't pay me money, you die. Right. But in a small town, you're going to kill off all your business. Like, there's right. only so many stoners. <laughs> In a small town, if you right. shoot all of them, right. you're never going to get your money. You yeah, know what but I mean? Was like, but he could charge more, maybe. Supply and demand. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and apparently he had all the supply, and these guys were all the demand. Right. And they all were going to buy from him. Right. And then at some point or another, they didn't have the money, so he just lured them to this property. Um, the other thing that he did that was kind of interesting um, and disturbing at the same time is, so he shot two of the guys, uh, and then the other one, took off running and he ran out of bullets. So right, he took he took the backhoe. No man. And Chased him ran down? him over. Oh my wait a minute, backhoe. wait a minute. How do you Okay, hold on. This How fast what, does a backhoe go? Those what, don't go fast. This is where my big question mark was. Yeah, in that whole scenario. This doesn't make sense. Yeah, so he ran him can over. Can I google this? Yeah. You can't outrun a backhoe? Yeah. I mean, I guess they can, some of them go pretty fast. How I do guess. you spell backhoe? B a c k h o e. Wow, like a back so French O U G. Welcome to the Learn How to Spell podcast. Um, Doug, th- this is uh, I, I don't know. You know, I, anytime I hear about these guys in small towns that kill somebody, like I, I can't imagine what that would feel like, right? Right. To, to, to take someone's life, and, and the only thing I can think of is that, like, for for a dude like this, right? It, he's got to feel like so much power, and, and like, and it's got to be like all of a sudden he he gets away with it once, and that's what they always do. Then they think they can just start killing all these other people, and that's when they get caught. There's no discipline in these guys. But it in was these wacky two, drug dealers. I forgot to say it was two days later that he. he but that's didn't, what I mean. There like, was he's not like, even a time frame. But, but that's what I'm talking about. He just kills this one guy and buries him. He's like, oh, look, I got away with it. And now he's like that. That that becomes how he resolves his problems now yeah, in his right. drug dealing paradigm. It's just a simple thing, almost like you have these sociopaths who are killing people and planning things out, and this is basically just a businessman who's like looking at a yeah. specific cause and effect. But like the and switch like clicked on, right? Like he probably was like, "I'll never do that." But as soon as he did, he's like, "Oh well, now I can now I now I've done this. Now I can continue to do this." If I was ever going to kill somebody, right? Like <laughs> I would have to pre-think. Like right now, I'd, I'd have to sit there and think. Like these are the reasons why I would kill someone. Someone like attacked my wife. Someone attacked my children, ripped out their eyeballs. Like right. there would have to be very specific things, right? And then at that point, it would be like, how am I going to do this? And then that would be it. It's not going to be like, 
oh, I just killed that guy. Well, well, geez, now that other guy's giving me a hard time. I'll go kill him too. And, you know, like, unless do you think he had the sense of I'm all in at this point? Like, did he have the sense after killing one that like, all right, there's, there's nothing left to lose or was he ever viewing it that way? But that's kind of what I was saying before. Like, I think once these guys kill somebody, they get get like this complex or like a God complex or like the feeling or the power, the control that it must give them. They must just think they can do anything. And that would explain the backo. Right. Yeah. Well, and which can I, go 72 miles an hour, by the way. Oh, no. Which, which I mean, that's you? the world I'm, record, but I'm, you know, within reason, that means you're, you're off the shelf. Well, if the that, world record's 72, they can at least go 20, and that's so, probably yeah, faster that, than the, you can run. The Caterpillar uh, 420D back, back hoder, back, backhoe. Uh, that one can go uh, 20.4 miles. Yeah, so, yeah, so that's going to okay. take you, you, you out. You could run away for a little bit, but eventually that dude's going to kill Now, you. if you ever watch like a dog pretty, chasing like, a rabbit or something, you would think you'd be able to like shimmy around a tractor. Yeah. yeah like you'd not, be able to like, you know. Instead of trying to outrun, he should have tried yeah, to circle. Yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah, he yeah. was making the wrong move in like doing a distance versus like a quick side to side thing. Yeah, but thing. then there's also that other dude there. So now like that guy could hold him down and like. Wait, did I miss the cousin, other dude? Was I not listening? Oh, the cousin was there. His yeah. cousin oh, was there. Yeah, so there it throws a lot of information in a really rapid pace. Yeah. Sometimes I find myself doing like the uh, homeland, like the string thing on <laughs> yeah, the wall. Man. I'm like, I don't know what's often happening he here. has to take notes. Yeah, but yeah, there, there, it does get a little, little. Uh, this is this is like the Russian thing. There was another person in the room. There's another person in the room. Right. Yeah. So, anyway, so after that, the three victims then were placed in an uh, oil tank that had been converted into a cooker. Uh, as Donardo called it, our pig roaster. Can we call him Cosmo? Yeah. Yeah, Cosmo. All right. Yeah, so uh, Cosmo put him in the pig roaster. Then <laughs> that lit sounds him, better. Lit him, lit him on fire. Uh, oh. and, then, and then after that, he decided to bury it deep underground, so further than the 12-foot. Why would he, you burn it and then bury it? Like, why would you create that stink and that smoke and that? Yeah, why not just throw to. it? Why not just bury him? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, so... One of the things that this guy might, had too much time on his hands. He's, yeah. he's a little he's crazy. Like, I'm yeah. gonna burn him, then I'm gonna bury him. First uh, I buried him, now I'm gonna burn him and yeah, bury him. Yeah. And God. and then the other thing is, so we talked about earlier, how did they get caught? Because you know they've got yeah. this 90 acres. They're not. I mean, their friends on Facebook is the first way that they kind of connected them. But uh, the best is that uh, Cosmo decided to sell one of the guy's Nissans for 500 bucks. To this guy, and they found that guy's the uh, Nissan ad from Cosmo. Oh, dude! <laughs> so they also found uh, one of the other guy's cars uh, in this place called Peddler's Village, which is the nearest uh, thing. It's a, a mile and a half out from the property, the ninety acres, and it's the only thing near it. See, this is back to the playing God thing. Right. So, like, he clearly at that point was just like. I'm this badass. I can do anything. Yeah. Because he obviously probably got some dough. He's dealing. He's got all the, I mean, he killed some of his demand, but he's still probably doing fine. He doesn't have to sell those cars. Yeah, you should no. bury those cars. Yeah, bury the cars. Bury and the burn, cars. Them, burn them. Burn, burn them. Burn them. Burn them. Cars. <laughs> yeah, burn them first. Uh, then, uh, so they came to uh, Cosmo's house. They arrested him on a weapons charge. Uh, guess what the weapons charge was? And it's an unrelated weapons charge to any of this. Nunchucks. No. Mm. <laughs> No, he uh, had a charge for owning a gun with a mental illness. Mm. Wow! Uh, so it's a little gives you a little bit of background on on Cosmo. Um, they questioned Kratz and Cosmo. Um, they found all the weapons that were used to kill the guys. So um, they said that they were in, innocent. Um, and so what they decided to 
do uh, is they started linking them through all their phone records. Mm -hmm. uh, and once the evidence started to uh, pile up, Cosmo spilled all the beans uh, before Kratz did um, and confessed to the murders. He also decided in his infinite wisdom to confess to additional murders. Jesus. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, so he apparently there's a, a missing person's case in Philadelphia, and he said he was involved in that as well. See, that's the other thing, too. Like, if you think you have to take somebody out, like, nowadays, you got to make sure, like, you got to check their Facebook profile. Otherwise, you're going to call. You got to find that guy has, like, three friends. And then you right. just killed, like, those three friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or four. The yeah. rabbit <laughs> hole. The serial killer rabbit hole. Well, and the other thing, speaking of Facebook, uh, he um, apparently had been in an ATV accident relatively recently. And his friends said that his mood changed from mm. the ATV accident in which he started posting lots of selfies with guns. Uh, and hitting on all of his female friends so much so that they all blocked him. Oh, wow. Yeah, so. Yeah, no, that, that doesn't always work out. Yeah. Know. So, yeah, so they've uh, apparently confessed. Eventually, they both now confess to the murders uh, and kind of see where it goes from here. But that's kind of the, the end of that lovely story. That's a, good, that's a good start, Doug. That's a good one, man. Is it? Yeah, it's a good start. Now, why don't we just jump from there and talk about how we should properly use a drone? Mm-hmm. Because I think that's that's what we really want to know from this podcast. Um, Jim uh, Causey, a tree trimmer uh, serving life in Southern California, um, decided to uh, use an illegal cell phone um, to get his friend to fly a drone over the prison uh, and get him a pair of wire cutters to wow. escape from the prison. Um, I see. I dig this story. That, that, that's this, pretty yeah, smart. This, yeah, this isn't like a. I thought like did, did something horrible happen with these wire cutters? Did they <laughs> cut some guy's like face off with it, or like so, where, it where, dropped down from yeah. the sky and, and, and took out a head? And he was he was uh, trying to escape a maximum security prison, which by the way he did. Which also doesn't sound very maximum when a drone can fly in that. Mm -hmm. get, and, yeah. Well, I mean, South Carolina. So. What kind of wire cutters, man? I mean. Yeah. Like just like normal wire cutters or like some kind of industrial wire cutter? Scissors? It's it's unclear. They broke out of Alcatraz with spoons, dude. Yeah. So one of, one of the key things that you have to wonder is why was he in a maximum security prison? Right. Uh, this is the real story. This is why Doug really wants to talk for, about this. For flying yeah. his drone away from uh, no, the because, allotted space. Because this isn't the first time he escaped from prison. Oh, man. He had actually, uh, he and another uh, inmate, a convicted killer, Jimmy Brewer, um, escaped from a South Carolina prison in 2005. Doug, why are people so captivated with prison escapes? I think I, I, it's like that Green Mile, like everyone, like you know, like, you know yeah. uh, escape from Alcatraz. I is mean, it, you're accomplishing the impossible. Yeah, that's what it is, right? It's pretty well, amazing. Even, even if these guys are criminals and yeah. they should be locked up, it's like there's something I find myself like rooting for the guy. Like, yeah, yeah. Dude, he escaped. He got away. And, and like, every time it's Morgan Freeman like narrating how he got away. <laughs> right, in my head. Exactly. Every time I read a story, he he pulled himself through two miles. of I yeah. mean, that was a really bad yeah. Morgan Freeman, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but yeah. why is that? Like, what, like, what is it about the escape from prison that no matter what the person does, right. like, society kind of roots for the guy? It, well, it's the underdog all, winning the championship. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just They're think overcoming of all adversity. the movies. Like, right. every single one of them, it's all about escaping. Like, even, like, El Chapo. Like, him just mm. walking down those steps and going out of right. prison. Every, like, e Sean, Papillon. like, who was it? Um, the actor Sean... Whoever who met Sean with him. Penn, yeah, Penn, yeah, met with him, yeah, uh, just because he was so enamored with his story. But so in 2005, what he did is he hid in a trash truck. He did that whole Alcatraz fake heads thing, 
in mm. his cell that gave him two extra hours before they even realized that he and the other inmate were gone. Um, pr- prison officials uh, said that they blamed budget cuts for why mm. the trash area was unguarded. Oh, man. Um, two days later, they found uh, him in a hotel room where uh, the police delivery drivers uh, said that uh, they recognized one of the men while they were delivering the food, immediately contacted uh, police. So he actually, the other friend who helped him out previously got charged with accessory uh, and then decided to help him away, uh, again. Now, this guy who helped him, was this a dude, like, was this a prison guard or was this a fellow prisoner? Because no, a lot of times was, I think that's how they get out. They have, like, someone on the inside kind of right. Yeah, this way. was a woman, and it didn't say okay. in what capacity. Okay. It does seem like most of the time they get caught too, right? Yeah. Which is which is surprising almost. Like you would think, I mean, I guess if you have no money and no clothes and maybe not a lot they of connections. They never think that right. part out. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Well, but they, even still, can you just get a boat? And I mean, I guess it's a matter of fuel right. and, and vehicle, and that's it. If you can figure out the fuel and vehicle components, you can probably eventually get away, right? It would like, seem that way. Like Northern like California, even like- the Lost Coast. Like if I just, if I can get three, if I, right now, if this was a prison and I had to walk out front and get a car, I mean, if I could figure that out, right, I could get six hours from here, I don't think you'd ever find me. Yeah. Once yeah, you're in the Lost all, Coast. But they're always finding people like in Mexico, all around, like right. authorities are always finding these people. And it's, again, it's usually their fault because they're saying something like, I did this. Right. The it's US. the ego. Like, it's the human yeah. ego. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, you rule the small town. Like, what brings you down? I just escaped from prison. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I'm just looking for a job. Yeah, right. That, that's exactly. your pickup line. So yeah. I escaped from prison two weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, there, there was that one guy who uh, murdered his family and then oh, moved out to, like, Colorado, started a new life, and had been on the run for, like, 28 years. And they found him with his new family, and they had no idea who he uh, was. And he was, like, one of the most, like, sought-after people. That's got to be an FBI. awkward conversation, man. Like, you know, your, your kid's, like, uh, graduation party, <laughs> oh, and, like, cops yeah. knock on the door. You're like, oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. man, I knew this might come back to yeah. haunt me. What was that? What was that? Uh, the Joey? What was that movie with uh, Nature of Violence or Violence of, uh, where he, like, become, he owns, like, a small-town little, like, deli, and then he finds out that he was, like, a mob hitman. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, History yeah. of Violence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, there, there are a lot of those that are out there. Um, so, yeah, I could definitely see how escaping may work for some people as long as you have the ability right. to keep your mouth shut, yeah. not share it, right. and definitely don't share any of your plans with your cohort in crime. With right? anyone. I mean, like, like yeah. you know, like that's the thing too, right? Like if you escape from prison, they're going to look for your, you know, going back to your old neighborhood, your old right. crew, your connection, your family. Like when you get out of prison, you basically have to say, you know, I'm not going to contact anyone I know. You're starting completely over for Maybe learn another language in prison. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I mean, totally. There's another Go somewhere else. Also, at some point, if he breaks out again, if you get three, like, he's one. Yeah. I, I don't think the government should be able to, after three, break, if he gets back in and breaks out again. I like that rule. Yeah, right? Yeah. Just, I mean, all right, fine. He, he got right. us. He got, uh, us. He got us. Yeah. Well, what was that one guy who uh, they had tried to execute him, like, so many times? Right. And now he's, like, appealed it to the state Supreme Court. He's like, you've tried this number of times. You failed every time. Jeez. Is that true? Yeah. That's insane if you have multiple, like, last meals. How how is there not a movie made about that? It's (laughs) unbelievable. Can we do a podcast on Bruce Willis? We can definitely do an S-Town thing? I mean, we can definitely do another episode on on that one alone. (laughs) The whole movie is Bruce Willis in a a chair just, like, (laughs) balling through it, man. Right. Like, not going down. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah. So an hour and a half of Bruce Willis just grinning it. So uh, you want to know why this guy was in prison? No, no. I like how the story is right now. I mean, I'm okay, good. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's not, it's not bad. Uh, so, well, I mean, it is bad, but uh, he got life in prison for this. Uh, and it, uh, he had previously hired a high-priced attorney to defend him on some other charges um, and decided during a Coke binge, he and a friend decided to rob the attorney and family at gunpoint. Um, even though they were really wealthy, they convinced him to leave with a flip phone and 40 bucks. Huh. Dude, yeah. And that high-priced attorney obviously knew how to get him life. Because yeah. he got life for a robbery. 40 bucks in a flip phone. Yeah. And he got life for that. Huh. Yeah, so that's why he keeps trying to escape. Interesting. So that that's an exciting, lovely story. And then I figured we'd end it on something that's just, since we have Joe here and we always are talking, we just finished talking about music, we should talk about the new hits from uh, R. Kelly. Oh, I don't know if you've heard of this. I have heard of this. Um, I haven't so, read the art. I've heard about this from three different people, and I, so I really don't know the true article, so this will be good. Okay, so uh, some of his hits are known, such as like uh, marrying his manager's 15-year-old daughter in 1994, having sex in 1996 uh, with a 15-year-old, and in 2001, uh, apparently having uh, sex with a minor on tape. But uh, his new hit is apparently... Starting a sex cult with six different women. Now, is that illegal? Uh, I'm just wondering, like, oh. like, like, as far as the... Uh, <laughs> Are harems against the know, law? Like if, well, if it's all consensual, is that like... You know, like, if this was Guns N' Roses back in the day, like, <laughs> that, that was probably just called their tour bus. Yeah, right. that was exactly. Nikki Six for three seasons in a row. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, they're one couple uh, and uh, said that they brought their 19-year-old daughter um, for a chance at stardom. And you know this, Joe. You know they got up there, brought the brought him backstage to meet R. Kelly. Let's and define then, what part of that I know. All right, <laughs> that's, not, that's not a blanket phrase. Though. I, I feel like yeah. you know. Dealing I know with that like, people come to shows. Yes, right, right, okay. So that they want to, uh, they want to get a chance at stardom, and they get very excited about meeting a band and think that band can help launch them into stardom. Uh, and R. Kelly, uh, after spending two hours with her, said that he'd be happy to help. He moved her into an apartment, uh, and then they said they immediately lost contact with their 19-year-old daughter. Mm. Um, they said it was a desperate struggle to, to try and get in touch with her over two years. Uh, apparently, R. Kelly controls every aspect of uh, her life, when she can come, when she can go. Uh, they can't reach her on any social media because apparently he controls that as well, um, and also her phone. Uh and one person who had been with R. Kelly before said uh, he controls it all the way to how much she can eat. So, I mean, sounds like a pretty good lifestyle. I, I'm confused here. So this is one girl? I thought you said there were six. There are six. That's, so that's, that's the one that spoke up. That's, or yeah, a few of them speak up. So one. that's the one that... Uh, and they're all... Are they being held against their will? I mean, that's the other thing, too. Well, that's, that's the, what no one knows yet. That's okay. the question mark. So... But um, where, she was, how old was she when this meet and greet happened? Uh, 19, he said. I'm not sure. I think she was 19 at the time. Yeah. Okay. Um, so. I'm trying to think of like some like rock star when I was 19. If they were like, hey, we want, we, I'll help you become a singer. And 
you can live in my apartment. And, like, I'd be like, all right. Like, I'd probably still be there. You know, like. <laughs> Primer strikes hand or something. Yeah, like, like, listen, Mike, nice, I got a nice Courtney pool. Love would be like, hey, yeah. come on, man. Yeah. Come to my mansion. You can yeah, live there. Just let me have your cell phone and yeah, I'll, like, I'll, all right. I'll log try, into Yahoo yeah. or Excite for you. Yeah, like, right, yeah. try, try this heroin for me every time before I shoot it. Yeah, I'd probably still be there. I'd be living on their couch going, yeah, man, she's helping me out in my career. Uh, why is, why is Billy Corgan always coming over? Yeah, exactly. I don't get it. What's up with that so, guy? So um, he has this thing where he likes to be called daddy and let, he likes them to call him, or he calls them babies. And yeah. so... Who, like, what's the source on this? This is, like, this is what is, I don't understand. There's is, so much information about this. Like, if there was something really wrong going on, it seems like, like the, the authorities dude, would kick in the door and save these chicks, right? Our, our podcast is called Vomiting Rainbows. It's not like we're CNN over here. I don't know. <laughs> well, but... So and we're getting what, it from BuzzFeed, by what the way. I think this the, is where the, they, they broke the story. The crazy piece is that... Was he ever convicted? Like, he was, wasn't he? Of the, uh, or they're all settling he, cases. with three teenage people that he had sex with. He settled so many cases that his ter- re- attorney refused to comment. But, on, they, but they did all settle. They also, which in my mind basically means like he's guilty, right? Yeah, like, yeah. like if you're not guilty of something that extreme, you're gonna fight it for yeah. the brand of yourself forever. Like you're clearly he, guilty. So he he had sex with all these underage women. Like that's this insane travesty. Well, and the other and, thing too is he was found with like he got 21 counts of child pornography and that rape video, but it wasn't until wait, it, that, what what yes glaze over there. that one. I, I, I mentioned it before, but he, well, he, got, he had rape. sex with a minor, oh, well, yeah. which is 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 True. technically rape. Yes, um, and so he uh, that he got, I think he went through the process, but he kept somehow not getting convicted, and eventually the the charges were dropped. Yeah, it's insane. So um, there's again, there's a lot of smoke, but there's no. Technically, fire. I mean, he's never been convicted of anything. What's the, what's the outcome on this, Doug? Are you, are you just going to leave us being bummed out and just feeling like no, horrible no. for these women? Like, is is there? I just want. I mean, I, is, is I it like some wanna... dad going to go crazy with like a sledgehammer? Well, like, well, yeah. yeah. Why don't... Is R. Kelly still alive? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he is still alive. Is he in one piece? There's okay. like sixteen I mean, what, R. Kellys now why don't spread we, across Ohio. Why don't we just stair step who some of these women are? Uh, there's a 31 year old woman. She's called the Din Mother. Uh, she's the one who trains newcomers on how R. Kelly likes to be pleasured. Um, she also uh, has been one of his best friends since high school, um, in which the girl from the videotape was tried. So he actually knows her and was part of that. Um, uh, she parties with R. Kelly all the time. Um, so he has another one. Another girl is a 25-year-old who's been part of Kelly's scene for years. Uh, a recent arrival is a 19-year-old model um, she's been photographed with R. Kelly publicly um, and named on uh, music gossip sites. Um, and this is a rarity because he usually doesn't allow these women out. Um, at Atlanta, um, an Atlanta songwriter began her relationship in 2009 when she was 19 and she is now 26. Mm. Um, and then an 18-year-old uh, Polk County, Florida, um, is his Favorite number one girl right now, apparently, according to this source. Uh, 18. Uh, And then the women are apparently made to wear jogging suits around the house so no one can see their figures. Um, and then they're made. It's kind of weird, man. I mean, if I was going to have like a sex cult, I wouldn't have any clothes. Like, right. right. It'd just be like, no, at least yoga pants. That's like rule number one. Yeah. Yeah, Like, you know, rule one. Maybe yoga pants if it's cold. Right. Um, and then apparently when male guests come to the house, he doesn't want them look like 
the 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 girls to look at them, so they have to stare at the wall. I mean, at what point does he still have real friends, quote unquote, real friends? Right? Like, who are, who are the people coming over? That's what I would like to know. Yeah. Well, apparently, he films all of his sex acts with these women, and then shows them to his inner circle. That's weird, dude. Like, listen, I you know I like both of you guys, but like I don't I don't want to see videos of you guys having sex. Yeah, like, ditto. Yeah, man. I'm totally cool without yeah. ever seeing that. Yep. Um, so yeah, uh, anytime these women break any of these rules. Um, he apparently uh, punishes them physically. So, I mean, he's definitely, it definitely sounds like, uh, I mean, the law says that consenting adults taking part, they can take a part in part uh, with any non-traditional relationship that they want. But um, both, both of his places in uh, Illinois and Georgia have um, been, been, they've done welfare checks on these women. Uh, and they've come up with nothing. And the women in most pa- uh, cases have told them that they're fine and don't want to be bothered. It just seems kind of crazy. Like, I mean, it, like for me, if I, like I, I'm R. Kelly and I'm into freaky stuff, like it seems like a lot of effort for six chicks, right? I mean, couldn't you just go get prostitutes and stuff? I mean, and not have all this possible messy brainwashing, criminal allegations. Like if, if R. Kelly yeah. was going to Las Vegas every weekend and having an orgy with like 16 chicks, people would just be like, eh. But R. Kelly's in town. Whatever. R. Kelly's being but, R. Kelly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but it, it, it was. Why does he have to complicate it? Why does he have to make it so, like, weird? But the other thing that, that I think is also kind of in the genre is, you know, if if it's R. Kelly and he is really doing something like this, and this is all about power, it has nothing to do with, like, the It's chips. some weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of his previous cult members uh, recorded conversations of R. Kelly telling very similar things to her telling her that she needed to get back, that she was going to be punished when she got back, all of these things in kind of very heated phone call. Yeah. And she turned that over to BuzzFeed, so you can listen to that on BuzzFeed. Um, well, let's listen to it now, dude. Yeah, wait, I mean, do you how have do that we, audio? How do we... I don't know. I, what computer is that? Hold on. Here. I'm just the BuzzFeed here, 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 here. Okay. okay, ready? Yeah. You know, um, you know that song, Don't Hold Back, that my, my song? Uh-huh. It kind of got like if you if you really hear it, um, it kind of got like the kind of like got a little remix to uh, the uh, half on a baby a little bit. Uh huh. Did you notice that? Oh, I felt that all the way. Huh? I noticed. I noticed that all the way. All right off. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I- <laughs> what was wait? What oh, was that? Here's another one. <laughs> This is a collection of the world's most boring phone conversations (laughs) between two people. Like, Uh, apparently, this was the proof that she was apparently uh, she was trying to get him, or she was supposed to be getting a deal with, like, R. Kelly, and he was like, "Yeah, well, not all songs are going to be hits, and like, I can't make you into something." You know all this. You know, as hectic and as uh, confusing as my life gets, I I feel like I I live such a simple life compared to this. Like, right? I'm so glad I don't have phone conversations like that. Like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe I do. Uninterested. No one's recording them. I I don't get like so. It's an it's an opt in thing. It's incredibly sad, and and it feels like on for certain some level like you have these women being taken advantage of, but they are still opting in, and and it doesn't sound like and this is a bummer, but it doesn't sound like anything like truly illegal has maybe happened. But then if you can point that out, like you come after them, but it's just like so weird. It's like a gray area. It's such a gray area, and then then, groupies, right? They're they're super fans, exactly. 
And so uh, his attorney. It's, a, it's, a, it's like if Glenn Danzig called me up right now and was like, <laughs> hey, Mike, you can come down and be my roommate. But you got to leave your family behind, right? It would be like, huh. all right, I'm, That's I'm, a great way. I'm out of here. <laughs> See you in six hours. All right. And then my wife would be calling like, dude, right. you know, we've married friends. You got, you got kids. I'd be like. Yeah. Sorry, it's dancing. Yeah, I know, but but I, that's right. before Glenn called me. Right. You know, and she'd be like, something got to be wrong with him. But right. I'd be like, no, man. So uh, his attorney released this thing that says, basically, uh, we can only wonder why folks persist in defaming such a great artist who loves his fans, works 24 by 7, takes care of all the people in his life. Um, he's worked hard to become a great uh, and the best person artist he can be. Um, it's interesting that people are telling stories and tales that will be debunked in years to come. Uh, the goal is to stop violence, put down guns, embrace peace and love. Uh, and I suppose fame, like all of us, uh, Kelly deserves a personal life and he hopes that everyone will respect that. No, nah, they're not going to respect that. No, no. not at all. No, he, he's not going to make so it. I'm, I'm guessing that we're going to hear more about this. So yeah, that's, uh, that's the Vomiting Rainbows episode, episode 36. So you can find us on all social media on We Vomit, Vomit Rainbows and, um, Please rate and review us on iTunes and Google and Stitcher. Um, that's it. Cool. Thank you for listening.